Welcome to part three of Health System CIO's interview with Cheryl Sipek, CIO at Chapters Health System. In this segment, we talk about how her experience in consulting has helped make her a better CIO, the tremendous opportunity it can present when you're passed up for a promotion or even let go, and why she believes hospice and palliative care are uniquely positioned to help guide the industry toward value-based care. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. And most recently, you were doing consulting. And how how do you how would you say that that experience kind of helped um, prepare you for this role? I think I came to consulting the way a lot of my peers do, by virtue of my CEO and I determining that, or, or I guess I should say he determined that I was not the person that he wanted as the CIO moving forward. That happens frequently to my colleagues or to other people, you know, in these roles. It had never happened to me, and so it was a a bit of a life-changing experience. And so I came to consulting really because I could. You know, it was the first time I had been at a point in my life where all of my children were adults. I could travel if I wanted to, and I felt like I could bring my experience to bear for other organizations. So um, to answer your question, though, I think the consulting experience made me a better CIO because, first of all, I did a lot of reflection on why I was no longer with the prior organization and Mm -hmm. very quickly could see when you've stepped away from the organization where I could improve and do better. And then I had the opportunity to work with some great CIOs and some not so great CIOs as a consultant. But I can tell you every one of those CIOs I learned from and I was able to take things with me to the next engagement or, you know, into this role. So I think the consulting path isn't for everyone, but for me, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think it really brought a lot of value and helped me be stronger in the role now. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And when you're in the position, and pretty much everyone has where it's determined that maybe you're not the best candidate for a certain role, it's hard not to take that personally and to kind of have that perspective that, you know, it was just this wasn't the right fit, right? Right. And for me, I will tell you, I think it it was absolutely a gift. You know, I might not have left. I might have continued to be frustrated in that role. But for me, I was, of course, hurt by it or disappointed by that event, you know, in particular because I always took pride in my teams and, you know, I had a great team at that organization. But you really have to step away from that and take the best that you can from that organization and really reflect on where could I have done better? What didn't the CEO know the challenges being faced in IT? And so I really took it as a gift ultimately. And I think it was, and I think my time in consulting was as well. And it led me to chapters, which has been a great experience. Yeah, sure. And in your role now, and, you know, of course, like so many people or everyone really, these things kind of evolve and change over time. But 
when you think about your philosophy now as a leader, what do you really try to convey, like, to your team? Well, it's interesting because only in, in the last year my team has grown. So initially I had responsibility for all of IT, including obviously the security function and that type of thing. But in the last year I've added our enterprise project management office, corporate communications, and our facilities and real estate management. So, and of course, you, you wonder as you take on those things, is my leadership approach going to work for those areas the way it has for IT? And I think it really does. Somewhere along the lines in my career, someone that I worked with or for talked about or introduced some of Colin Powell's leadership philosophy. And, and I really said, oh, you know, I follow that same approach. From my perspective, it was always about preparation, hard work, and learning from failures will lead to your success. And any one of us in IT can point to some, we'll call them distinct challenges in our career that we learned from and then applied those going forward. And and it really helped ensure your success as you went along. And so from an individual perspective and sort of leading my team, that's what I try to apply. But the other thing too is, you know, the team is, is the most important and ensuring my team's highest priority needs are being met ensuring that we have that engagement of employees, you know, across all of those teams that I mentioned is critical. And it's a continuous challenge to really communicate at the level that they need you to and to to really care about them as individuals. But that's critical to being successful. So in IT, meeting their needs is more than anything, making sure they have the training that they need to be successful and, and grow they're hungry to learn new things always. So, you know, I've always tried to focus on the employees and the rest sort of follows. Yeah, that makes sense. And when we talked about the vendor selection process, you know, you got into a little bit about how the market as far as home health, palliative care is still somewhat immature. But when you think about where the industry is headed, do you think that it is headed in the, in the right direction as far as really looking at that care continuum and, and not just focusing on acute episodes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to borrow from my CEO at this point because he talks about the fact that we're actually uniquely positioned to deal with moving towards value-based care. Hospice, since its inception, has been based on an interdisciplinary team evaluating the patient's needs, ensuring that they have the proved patient experience, that the health across our patient population is improving, or that the quality of their life is what they want it to be. And then ultimately doing that for a specific reimbursement and reducing healthcare costs. So We're kind of uniquely positioned to do that, I think, our experience doing that and ensuring that we provide the best care at the right cost, in the right setting, all of those things. You know, we're there. I think we can really help inform a lot of what's happening further upstream in the care. And I think the other difference in Florida is, you know, I came from the Northeast where the integrated health systems have everything across the entire care continuum. And here it's still much more siloed in Florida. So we're starting to, you know, I think evolve more and partner more with other organizations. So that's where we're going. I mean, I think that's obviously where all of healthcare is going, but I do think we have a unique history in this type of care 
that really will help. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch as things develop because it seems like mm-hmm. you know, the stage is being set for a while, but then we're going to reach a, a period, or maybe we are, where things do start to evolve in a quicker way. Mm-hmm. Or at least you'd hope. Right. Um, okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was one of the things that leaders will often talk about is taking time to either give back, volunteer, and what they've learned from it, what they've gained from it. And just wanted to get your thoughts on why that's been important to you in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so important to me. And I wish I had more time to give back, but I also really truly look forward to the time when I'm not in a role like this where I can, can give back a lot more. Yeah. But I think for one thing, very early on, you know, when my kids were in elementary school and high school, you know, there were opportunities to volunteer in those types of settings in education and athletics and that type of thing. And it sort of reminded me why I was in the type of role that I was in, because I just wanted to rework everything that everyone was doing in the PTA or whatever. I'm like, oh, you, you can't run an organization like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, and I think when you ask how that informed me as a leader, it reminded me that you're not always the leader and that sometimes you have to step back and participate and collaborate and understand that someone else is leading. And so, you know, that, that of course, informs your um, leadership. But I think one of the things that I've always done is tried to look for ways to give back. And of course, healthcare has always been near and dear to my heart and taking care of people and organizations and that type of thing. So I just think that all of those things are bigger than the work that we do. The work we do is critical, but giving back to your community or to cancer research or whatever it is you choose to do reminds you that the world is a little bigger than just where we are and where we're working at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good way of putting it. And I think that it is challenging, of course, because especially when you're in a role that takes up a lot of the time, but it's obvious that the things that you have done in the past and will continue to do have played a role in uh, the leader you are. Well, there's always more to talk about, but I feel like <laughs> I should probably let you go. But thank you. This is really, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Kate. I appreciated the time with you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.